everybody. Welcome to another edition of the One Step Better podcast. I'm your host, Mike Schaefer. And today we're going to talk about a topic that has been uh, maybe beat up to death a little bit on some circles, but it's something that we haven't really hit on in a while. And we're going to try to take a different approach to it. And that is the idea of burnout. In the post-COVID world, I guess mid-COVID Not because we world, smoke too much weed. Yeah. Burnout. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going yeah. to acknowledge that. Um, but the, in the, in the mid-COVID world, everybody's working from home and, and life happens on top of work and in the same spot as work sometimes. And I think that can sometimes lead to a little bit more pressure, a little bit uh, a change of workflows and, and patterns and all that type of stuff that can, for some people, be taxing. And so the idea of burnout is something that I know that we've been talking a little bit about with our clients. And I want to take a little bit of a different approach for our conversation today during our podcast. And that's this. I'm an employee of Patrick Accounting and Works. And Matt, you're the owner of Patrick Accounting and Works. Whenever I struggle with burnout, it is for very different reasons that don't even register on your radar. And whenever you struggle with burnout, it's for very different reasons that don't ever register with me on my radar. And so we have a lot of listeners that are business owners, but we also have a lot of listeners that are key leaders of their organization. And so let's have this conversation from two different perspectives and see if we can find some alignment and, and better understanding, which in our world, we consider empathy towards uh, where everybody's coming from in the conversation of burnout. So one of the things that we talked about in a previous podcast is work-life balance. And, and one of the things that we discovered is that you and I are very different as it relates to work-life balance. You are 100% on at work and at home. And those two things flow over and intermingle in every facet of your life. And for me, those are, those are light switches. They're either on or off, and that's how I function best. And so the idea here, the thesis that, um, that Reba came up and, and yeah. kind of writing out some of our content is she said that because your work-life balance is so intermingled that it, it causes you to really avoid the issue of burnout in your role. Is that true? <laughs> Depends. So my burnout is typically related to the business's issues we may be following. It could be pissed off client. It could be a you know higher issue, you know, person employee issue we've been dealing with. It could be with um, frustration with our growth or, or or the fear of losing a bunch of clients. You know, COVID related. And kind of thinking through. Okay, what happens if all of our clients don't make it? Um, cash flow. The stress, the stress of the business is what burns me out. Do you ever, or have you ever had those days where you look at everything as a whole and you say, man, Sell it, it would be really great to go work at Home Depot and punch a clock. Oh, hell no. That, not that. But I do think, hey, if I sold this thing on April 12th, some years I have decided that it would be worth not a lot. They could this have is, it for a set of keys. And This is the last year we're doing a tax return. Here you go. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I'll figure something else out. I have, I mean, obviously, tax season every year is a grind. It was. Uh, it's gotten a lot better for me. It's still a grind for other people who are in the business, in the building. But yeah, there's some years there where you're working around the clock at tax season. You haven't seen your kids in a month or two. You're like, man, there's got to be something better than this. This is so stupid. Um, and those are the years we have to figure out why that was and make that not happen again. When when you've gotten to that point where it's a pretty clear, I mean, I'm kind of at my wits end. I'm ready to to put this joker on eBay. Yeah. Uh, the, the business selling there's, version There's keys in the door. Whoever gets them first gets it. Yeah. What what are what are some of the things that you're experiencing that's led to that point, and how do you deal with it when you get to uh, that point? It's only started with we were understaffed, 
or we grew too fast right before tax season, or we're still dealing with growth during tax season. And so you have not enough time in the day and too much work to get done and you're understaffed to do it. Um, and you don't have the ability to go find the resources you need to do the work. Um, you, I usually would grind through, get through it, knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel with a tax season, for instance, um, and then try to recharge. So go away or at least try to be less at work. Um, in the early years, that was harder. So, you know, we would be after tax season, the work that we didn't get done during tax season now is pushed off in the, into the summer. You grew a little bit or you find new sales. Um, you have some turnover after tax season. Next thing you know, you're all on the same thing all over again. Um, we went through a number of years where we were kind of turning over uh, the same role repeatedly year after year. Um, and that was some burnout. Just, okay, I'm tired of hiring the same. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I, this isn't working the way I want it to. Does that come out of a place where you feel like, you know what, I've done this a hundred times and I, I keep failing at it and it's never going to get any better. And so let's just punt this all together. I never got to the point where I don't think it's ever going to get better. I got to the point of, God, this, what am I doing wrong? Like I just pulling my hair out, but I always kind of still saw the light. So I'm an eternal optimist. So, um, I feel like it's going to get better and just got to figure it, figure it out. Um, that's kind of the grind. Um, but that stress is always there. It's still here. I mean, I know tomorrow if, two or three of my key people were to walk out the door, uh, this job sucks again. So <laughs> for sale, for sale, for sale. <laughs> when you get to that point where it, it does, it just feels like, man, I don't, I don't want to go in to work today. Or, mm-hmm. uh, I'm ready to pivot to something different. How do you, you, you mentioned grinding through, but like, what are some practical ways in which you've found for yourself just to kind of help get through that as painless as possible well first of all i get energized by certain things so number one it would be hey maybe it's time to tinker you know that's kind of where i go to when i know i'm having my most fun is the ability to tinker on the business a little bit like what are we not doing well let me review a process let me review um you know maybe our sales approach or you know finding some kind of new technology let me go explore there those are things i enjoy so kind of getting into an area of something i really enjoy more than others I may put off something I don't like, but, you know, if I can get back into the work I like to do the best, um, that helps me kind of re-energize. And then, uh, you know, honestly, just um, we have some cycles and seasons in this business that kind of make things kind of stop. And so knowing that, okay, um, it's coming up tax season. Sometimes tax season is a refresher. takes us off some of the people problems we have. We have to grind through the work. Or reverse of that, hey, look, tax season is finally over. Now we can take a deep breath and let's go ahead and implement something new that we haven't implemented or let's, let's fix what we just fixed. The, the tinkering part is what I really enjoy. So I just have to find that area. To That's get kind of back. your default, whatever thing. Yeah. Is. If I start getting stressed, I'll go, okay, I'll start tinkering on something I don't want. Yeah. That I don't, that I don't I haven't looked at in a while. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, when, you know, when you're looking at hiring people, that brings a level of uh, stress that comes with mm-hmm. it. Do I, I want to make sure I get this right. I, I don't want to screw this up. I need to make sure that they're going to fill the right role. I need to make sure that I can actually afford cover them. their payroll. Afford them, yes. You know, um, does the people piece of, uh, of running a business, does, is that kind of your, your main, I'll say the, the, the thermometer of how you're feeling is really based on your people? Is that kind of the main driver? It, it is a major, major thermometer or barometer. Um, it's probably not on the hiring side. But um, once they're in here and they're not succeeding, that's where the stress comes in. Because, like I said, I'm an optimist, so I hire everybody with them. They're going to be perfect. Man, this is the best person ever for this role. 
And every person time we go to a bar, I get to hear about all the people that we hired that weren't the best person that I thought we were going to bring in. And so those things come, you know, those are the hard, those are the pain. That's the hardest part for me. And that is the part that, you know, I want everybody to come in here and be super successful. And I want to give them every tool and resource imaginable so they can be successful. Unfortunately, not every person who comes in here is successful. And sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes it's their fault. Sometimes we just made a bad hire. Sometimes it's, God, I'm trying to push this person. They just do not have the skills for this role. They have, they're better fit for something else. And I want everybody to be happy in their job. And if they're not happy here, that's great. I mean, if they're not happy here, I want them to be happy somewhere else. And so I want to help them find something that's ideal for them. You, you, you've always seemed to personalize the people that, that are working for yep. you. Yep. Because, um, you know, you mentioned the, because uh, I, I remember very clearly multiple occasions where we've gone out and to do different things as a firm or, or even just hanging out. And, it, it, and sometimes the conversation does come back to, let's relive the glory days of all the people that are no longer here and, and yep. talk to that. That's almost every time we go out to eat and there's liquor involved. <laughs> I wonder why. It's not that often, but it, it does every, come up. If there's certain people bit, in the yeah. room, it happens. Yeah. So like that, and that, so that's why I always say like the people piece of that is something that's very personable. To it you. is. That the I felt like I that's the biggest stress failed them or I even I even failed if, here and I failed them like I, yeah it's twofold like I want people to be successful here I really do and so um, I feel like we we're a failure when we decide we hire someone that's not a fit and we have to let them go that's the worst it's the worst thing ever um, and so I am slow to fire you know it's one of the things that's and it's come to back to bite us a number of times um, I personally we talked about this in a previous podcast I don't do a great job of communicating along the way when they're not doing a super great job. And so we get to the point where now I'm deciding to let them go, but I haven't told them in, in well enough advance that they're not doing a uh, good enough job. And now I feel like, God, now I'm letting them go blind and I'm letting them hang. I don't want that to happen. So we're trying to improve that process as, as we go. If we need to correct, we want to correct along the way. But man, it's hard. Yeah, that's interesting. So, you know, you said, you know, your perspective is way different with this. I don't get burned out, even in my role here, where it, it's a you know a leadership role and have responsibility over teams. The people piece of what we do doesn't burn me out at all. Um, that I that's what you know, you talk about what you kind of go back to to energize yourself. The people part is what I is what I, I go back to when I need to to be energized. What where I get most burnt out is the task level stuff. It's um, you're not doing a good enough, good enough job delegating, Mike. Well, it's it's some of the things that are some of the that's absolutely true. Some of the things are things that I am doing that I shouldn't be doing, and that can burn me out. But it's more the the mundane task that the have repeat, to get repeat, done. repeat. Yeah, I don't like. I like learning. I like challenging myself. If something if there's something I don't know, I want to go tackle that head first and figure it out and break it apart, put it back together a couple hundred times until I actually feel like I have a a, a really good understanding of it. But there's certain things that comes up that, you know what, I just I have to knock that out. And fortunately, I've done it enough to where I'm really, really good at it, but so it sucks. doesn't energize me at all. It's, well, you, you're, you said you like being challenged by things that you like to figure out. Once you figured it out, I'm done. Bored. I've mastered this. I get it. I, yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, I, I think of it, I, I like to create. I do not like to maintain. Yeah. Once something has been built. And there's very clear, organized, strategic processes around making sure it doesn't break going forward. I like to then find another project to work on. Probably you, you generally like working on new clients. I do like working with our new clients because I can, I can take puzzle. nothing 
make it into something, fix a lot of issues. Systematize it and, and then push it off. Yeah, as long as they follow what we need, what's supposed to be followed, then until they break it, we're not going to run into any issues. Yeah, if they break it, it frustrates you. It it, it can sometimes. Uh, yeah, it can sometimes. Way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, yeah, I get that. And so I would say, a, it is important in in your role probably to make sure you're doing a better job of delegating. Sure, absolutely. And, I, and, I, and that's the same thing I've struggled with early on. It's and it's trusting your team, and it's knowing that I always felt the guilt of. God, I know I could probably delegate this. Man, I could probably do it. And you already got so much going on. I don't want to bother. You know, I don't want to bother them. Or it's, you know, I, they can't do it as good as I can. And reality-wise, yeah. they can do it better than I can. Yeah. And I've, I've been very fortunate to be able to, this past year is really when I've made an intentional push towards pushing some of that work off that, that can get more frustrating for me to where, like, I don't work on clients under certain sizes now. And it's a training ground for my team to be able to step up and do that, uh, do that work. Um, so that under, million and under. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Unless it's, mm -hmm. you know, I don't touch anything under $10 million. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's been, it's been good to be able to delegate some of those things, but there's, there comes time like right now, uh, this week I'm working on a project because, you know, this is, uh, we're going into fourth quarter and that's always a big conversion season yep. for us. And so there's some things that just because of the volume of the work that's got to get done, I'm working on some things right now that I normally wouldn't touch. It's rush and it's complicated. Because I can knock something out. Because we, we, we talked Faster. about this before. I can knock something out in 30 minutes that may take my team a couple hours to do. Correct. It still makes sense for them to do it because of um, you know, revenue drivers and whatnot. But it's not best for me to jump into those things all the time. And so yeah, I'm the push way. those off a little I bit. I that same time. So where do, where do you find your stresses with work life balance go? Um, uh, after other than other than the, I say yeah, the mundane, other than the task the piece, yeah. Um, sometimes it's the I feel like I'm beating my head against the wall and nothing's ever going to change, and you know I, it, that can I can get to a rabbit trail, downward spiral, or something, some things like that. Um, the reality is I am a second chair leader, and so um, wherever the dif differences of not necessarily values because those don't really happen too often, uh, but direction and in the how piece. Um, maybe you want to go one direction and I want to go a different direction. I know uh, that my direction doesn't matter at that point, um, other than, you know, to you the point that we haven't have beat to, it up on You have to negotiate it. And right, right, right. Make so your point. To the point that we've already beat yeah, it up and you yeah. just simply, like, we're going to go. And that's, you know, that's the, the second chair. It doesn't happen too often. Too often. But those are things that can yep. get frustrated. Because I always feel like, and we've talked about this before, um, I always feel like I know best. And to the degree that somebody is disagreeing with me, they are wrong. 100% wrong, and they're never going to be right. Yeah. And, uh, and until there's a very clearly thought out, well-discussed argument that's had, uh, my mind doesn't get changed easily. So because I said so is not a good reason? Because I said so is not a good reason. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like doing that with my kids oh, because I, I said so. Because I feel like that's a cop-out. You're a millennial. Yeah. You didn't know why. Yeah. Damn you. Yeah. I, I, I want to know why. I want to know why. Absolutely. No, I'll say this. <laughs> uh, over the years, you know, we have had a couple of those issues over time. Luckily, I think we've been pretty aligned. Obviously, you're still here for a reason. But, um, you know, I mean, you'd quit. If, if, if it was always out of alignment, oh, you would quit. Yeah, I would have. But, but the reality of it is I think, like, we're, we're heading in the same direction as in most of our leaders, I think, today. Yeah. Um, and, and we have healthy disagreements. And you should. Correct. In any correct. organization, you, you need to have those. And I, and I know this. I'm, I know I'm not always right. I may be making a decision that I'm not 1,000% sure of, and mm, that was dumb. I'll, I'll retro. I'll, I'll, back. It I'll go back and do it again. Can, yeah. 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 So, I mean, those are some of the things that kind of 
can lead down uh, towards, you know, getting, getting a bit frustrated to the point of burnout. But then honestly, sometimes for me, it's just, it's seasonal. Uh, it, it's, oh, yeah. it can be seasonal. And I don't even, it's, it's just the... It's dark outside. Yeah. It's, it's dark the, when you come. It's dark yeah. when you wake up. Yeah. I can get that. It's the, great. It's gray and rainy in Memphis for like three months usually. Yep. That, that start, I'm very ready to see the sun come out of that. Honestly, the weird one for me is, you know, seasonal allergies. Whenever I'm battling seasonal allergies for a period of time, that can lead to just getting, like, I don't, I just, I get frustrated because I'm tired of my nose running and coughing or whatever. Yeah. And now in today's world, if you cough, everybody thinks that you got COVID and you're infecting the entire population. Yeah. Can't be normal sick anymore. That can, like, the silly one, but that yeah. sometimes can, can, can that. lead me to I, feel I get, a bit burnout. I go through more of a depression. I go through season, you know, seasons where I kind of get, you know, depressed almost, you know, with it's, it's the winter time around here and that gray and rainy for a long period of time and the grind, you know, and then there's seasons when the business is slow or, you know, whatever. I feel those things more, but um, I can see that being the case. You know, I, in your role, when I was an employee, I wanted to be challenged. I had to be, I had to, I had to feel like I was going to be challenged on a repeated basis. The routine part of our business here, which is, you know, do tax return, do tax return, do another tax return uh, over time would, would wear me out. Uh, I, you know, I praise our staff all the time for the, they, they, we have a lot of high S's, thank goodness, in our staff and our, on our county team. It's a repeat job. I mean, you're doing 50 sets of books every month and you're going to do 50 sets of books again next month. Um, and that kind of could get old pretty quick unless you kind of make a game of it. You do have to make a game out of it. But also we have people that enjoy the routine. They and do. So, and that's just not me. And it's not you really either. No, it's not. I, had, I spent enough time doing it and I can do it. I don't mean I love it. Yeah. Um, you, I, you made a good point. The gamification, that's what keeps me motivated. Which is why we have boards on the I make wall games and out of games everything. to play. Yeah. That's for probably my own benefit, so I don't get bored, but also I like competition. But we have, you know, we have championship belts and gloves and awards and all kinds of stuff to make little games of everything every month. So people don't get so in the routine of just, okay, another month of crap, get get, get done again. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's games keep me going. They fuel me in a lot of ways. I have to win. If yeah. I'm not winning, that frustrates the fire out of me. Uh, Meredith and I at, at home, we started a game a couple of weeks ago on our phones that is whoever has the least amount of screen time Ooh. at the end of the week wins a prize. And so we started with, I'm, I'm too embarrassed to say what my screen time was before we started But you bought a this. second phone. I have my burner phone, yeah, my burner phone. Not for the side chick, but for it's, the screen it's time for win. the screen time, yeah. So we, um, that first week I had it, we, um, I, we replaced our pull pump and I got yeah. a $100 Visa gift yeah. card rebate thing from it. And so we said, whoever's gonna have the least amount of screen, to, screen time gets that $100 gift card. And she beat me by like four minutes. Her time, because our screen time, I mean, honest, I'm not going to say what it is, yeah. but it dropped about 80%. <laughs> and so it was, a, it was a very big push. So that was three weeks ago. I'll she start, beat me. I'll make sure she start, has not gonna, beat me since. We're going to set up an automatic, just call her every 30 seconds. That's right. Her phone <laughs> she turns her phone off. She yeah. powers it completely yeah. down. And so, yeah, so she won the first week. I have not lost since. And it's so the second week, third if week. If you turn winning. cellular off and Bluetooth off and Wi-Fi off, and you just play a game on your computer, does it still rack up screen time? <laughs> I'm going to test my theory. To be here. fair, um, what our work around here lately is we both I have an iPad. iPad. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we both have an iPad. Not that, not, not that screen. It's, not, screen. it's not our phone screen. Right? And we're living on Netflix on our, on our TVs now. so it's She uses thing. our computer more often than she did before. Yeah, that's right. Of course she did. <laughs> yeah, but that's gamification fun. is, is yes. always a fun way. That kind of energizes me. I, like I, I, had a, um, I, I was in Excel. I had to spend a, a good bit of time in Excel. And 
it was the same thing that I, kn- I know how to do. I could do it hundred um, hundred times in my sleep. And you know, I, I, it was that thought of, I wonder if this other thing can work. And so I spent about two hours <laughs> not doing it the way that I knew that I could do it just to learn something new about Excel. And I got it to work and I'm good with that. That like, that's, not, that, that's going to keep me motivated. So now yep. I learned a skill, go take it back to the team and teach everybody else. And that's fun. That's the part that I enjoy. Yeah, that's the same as us. You know, I, I look at sales. So sales is kind of my gamification. How many new clients yeah. we have coming on board or how much the dollars is, create quarterly games for them. But all those things are kind of fun to keep it energized for sure. Yeah. It's hard though. I mean, work-life balance is a real thing. If you are struggling with cash flow, if you're struggling with, um, you know, your teammates, employees, as a business owner, those are all things that are super stressful. Um, you know, how am I going to make payroll this time? You know, how am I going to, you know, God, I, I can't ever keep a person for this job. I can't even, I have all this opportunity to do work and I can't even get the work done. I'm always living behind, you know, my schedule. So I'm always, there's a big pile of list every day when I go home. Um, you know, I'm not making, I'm not making any money. That's a big one. I mean, a lot of small business owners working their butts off, not making money. They don't have a system to actually drive profit. Um, those are things you kind of, as an owner, those stresses never stop. Um, I would say, A, take a deep breath, kind of think about where you're going to go ahead. And then if you need some advice, and there's, there's ways to make money in every business you are, you have. You just you have to think, you may have to change how you're doing business today. Yeah. But just because of those things are happening today doesn't mean it's not worth the grind of, you know, I have a client, ask, I have a client that repeat, repeatedly asks me, hey, I think I'd be better off just putting a pool pole in the back of my truck than having all these people working for me. <laughs> I was like, man, that's all well and good, but you're 50 something years old and I'm pretty sure you don't want to do that. And you're going to make a, about what you're making now probably, but you're not working in the yard. So it's not hard on your body. You still have flexibility and you know, you're building an asset that you can sell later. If you're the guy doing the pool, you know, pulling the back of your truck, then you're probably not going to make, you know, when you're going to sell this thing in a little bit, you're not going to make any money. I find it interesting uh, earlier when I asked you, is do you ever have those days where you just go work at Home Depot, a bunch <laughs> of clock? It was a very quick nope. and resolute no. Yeah. Nope. Mm-mm. I, first of all, I can never imagine working for anybody else again. That's never going to happen. Me either. Yeah, I, I like that answer, Mike. <laughs> no, I think you want to work here. You said that. I don't want to work anywhere else. No. I don't ever imagine working for anybody else again. Um, I, can't, I can't imagine it. I don't want to. Um, I like the flexibility. The business I've built here runs somewhat without me. I've got, I wrote down, you know, kind of before this thing, I said, you know, my biggest stress reliever was hiring really good people and let them take control of areas that I couldn't no longer do myself. And we have a great leadership team and we have a great team of people around me. That makes my life a lot less stressful. Um, we're very fortunate. We have a profitable business that's growing and we have good teammates, but that hasn't always been the case. And so it was the continuing grind to get to where our vision was, which was, I want a business that runs without me. How do I get there? And I, I've had to take hats away. I mean, I've done every job in this, bil- in this building before, um, almost. And I've never produced a podcast, by the way, Becky, or Reva, sorry. But other than that, um, I've done every other job here in the, in the building. And, um, you know, I feel like, you know, if I had to, I could. But thank God I've hired people to do those jobs for me. The vision was I need to know I'm not, I could get out myself out of production. You, you make a good point because I think for most business owners, the there's always a conversation in the back of their mind that happens. Sometimes it comes out every once in a while of why am I actually doing this? Is it, you know, or, and what's my long-term goal with, with owning this business? And, you know, you mentioned, and this is something that we've talked about a lot internally, that your goal is for this place to run when you're not here. It's not to, not your goal isn't to make this place run. Correct. To make it run without you. 
And I think that's a goal that a lot of business owners should strive towards. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's harder in some industries than others. If sure. you're the dentist or you're the doctor, it's hard to get yourself out of the mindset of, well, I'm going to work on teeth or I'm going to be the person, you know, with the knife and, you know, doing surgery or whatever. But the reality is there's somebody that, you know, there's businesses out there that have a surgery center without the surgeon. Yeah. And so some people just want to own their job and that's perfectly correct. fine. That's perfectly great. And that's okay. For my role, I didn't want to be an accountant. I wanted to own an accounting firm and those are big differences for me. And then having all those people in, in, you know, in place to let it run without me. I, I always talked about this a lot. You know, I want to hire doctors to, to run, you know, to manage our clients. I don't want to hire a bunch of uh, nurses, not talk about nurses, but nurses support doctors. I didn't want to be the only doctor in a bunch of nurses. I want to have a bunch of doctors. I want yeah. to be the, the owner, you know, the owner for a bunch of doctors. I want to be able to run my business mm -hmm. and, and not work in my business. Correct. Necessarily. Yeah. And I yeah. still have client responsibilities from time to time. And I still have things that only I can do here. And you're never going to get out of that. It's it hard. It doesn't matter what industry yeah. or if you own a business, that's, those are things that there's going to be things that you never hand off. Correct. But it, I do know that if I wanted to, probably, I have to be willing to put up with the consequence of it, but I could. Sure. So um, sure. it's just part of learning. You know, I, I, I wrote down um, perspective, you know, just understanding that you are an owner that has a vision of a business you want to run. You may never have articulated it, and you never actually have, uh, you know, really kind of thought through the idea of, okay, how do I get to go there? But starting with the vision of where you're trying to go starts, I think helps a lot with the, you know, work-life balance, reducing stress, reducing burnout. If you're stuck in the grind, it's hard to see the light for the end of the tunnel, at the end of the tunnel. But with the vision of where you're heading, I think it makes it a lot easier. And then from there, it's the, you, you have a, you can create a pursuit plan to go get it. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting because whenever we started the HR on-ramp, um, few months ago, back early summer, one of the things that came out of that, that honestly, I probably should have, like, it shouldn't have been as enlightening as it was. But one of the things that was pretty clear is the difference in perspective that business owners have and key leaders, because there's, it's a different brain, different outlook, different mindset, different, I mean, everything is different about it. And as we got into some of those HR spaces in the on-ramp series, uh, it was pretty clear that that different perspective can be a point of tension. Um, whereas, you know, that key leader may be thinking, why in the world will my owner not give me a, a clear um, vision and mission for where we're trying to go and have values and all these things. And there's like, my, I'm sitting over here handcuffed because my owner won't do whatever, whatever, whatever. And that owner is over there sometimes thinking, why doesn't my HR leader just step up and actually put some of these things together? And everybody's just kind of looking around, wondering yep. who's going to catch the ball. It's like little league, you know, fly ball. Somebody call it and catch it. Yes, right. And uh, and you know, we talked about that a lot on the on ramp stuff. But this is one of those things. This is you know the, the idea of burnout. What you're gonna, how you're gonna get burned out is a different. You're coming at it from a different angle than how uh, you know a lot of my daily stuff would really drive uh, burnout in my life. And and I think that's a a unique uh, perspective. I think that's on a things. lot of other things we've talked about on the podcast so far over time has been perspective mm -hmm. you know each per each client each you know owner each role um has a different perspective how they what they bring to the table and what they bring into the organization and but also what they how they function within it and i think that's a big you know part of reason why is making sure there's a you know you know talk about having you know the vision and mission and values having those things clearly defined let's let's, let's all look at the same direction if you don't have them defined it becomes hard to 
you can have you can't have perspective if you don't even know what you're looking at. Yeah. Well, Matt, thanks for coming in and, and talking with us today about what uh, you struggle with and, and burnout in your life and how you stay motivated. And if you're a business owner out there or a key leader that struggles with the same thing, which I would imagine many people are, um, we would love to talk with you. We'd love, love to continue the conversation. If you want to just get, uh, give us a call or come by um, and, and tell us what you're struggling with. Uh, we've worked with many businesses and business owners and key leaders and, and had this conversation with multiple people. And so we're not experts, but we, we are listening here and would love to help. Um, and also, if you haven't yet subscribed to our podcast, we would love for you to click the subscribe button, listen to us, uh, never miss, miss an episode of the One Step Better podcast uh, by subscribing on wherever you listen to, to podcasts. And thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.